Previously on Wove Inspiration. I would say the cohesiveness is the strength of a black woman. The strength to come and endure. The endurance of a black woman. The strength, the endurance, and the cohesiveness is what the, it's what makes us so powerful. Because when we look at each other, we don't look like what we've been through. Yes. And we have endured so much that when we see each other, we just want to hold each other and, and, and just cry it out. This is Wove Inspiration. Here to inspire, encourage, and uplift. Good morning, good morning. This is Althea with Wove Inspirations. Monday morning motivation. And once again, if you guys haven't noticed, every Monday for the last couple of weeks, I have been extremely excited. Why? Because I am so privileged and honored to be a part of this project. It is called, the name of the book is called I Am a Black Woman. The principal author is Dr. Carolyn Steffens, and I have the privilege and honor to be able to interview the co-authors of this book. Not only is she a co-author, this is her first debut writing in this particular book. I am so excited. Her name is Lisa McAlpine. Lisa, how you doing, girl? Hi, Lady Althea. I am fabulous this morning. Great to hear from you. Yes, yes, ma'am. So, Lisa, tell everybody about yourself. Uh, so my name is Lisa T. McAlpine, and I currently dwell in Atlanta, Georgia. However, I am a Cleveland, Ohio native. So I was born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio, and uh, just recently moved to Atlanta about two years ago. And I am a family. I have uh, two younger siblings, if you want to call them younger, two brothers that still live in Cleveland, Ohio. My mom lives in Florida. My dad still lives in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, but here in Atlanta, Georgia, we have some, some family here. I have two bonus children. Um, one is uh, a rising senior and the other is a rising freshman uh, in the high school here. Um, I am really enjoying being in Atlanta, Georgia. And one of the reasons I'm enjoying it is because of some of the opportunities and people that we are meeting and being exposed to. Yeah. Um, but as you mentioned, one of the more exciting parts of my life is being uh, an author, co-author in this book, The I Am a Black Woman. And it's something that I've always enjoyed writing, just more on the side, you know, journaling, mm -hmm. um, having short stories of my own. But then this opportunity came up and I was so excited and elated to have this opportunity fall in my lap. So. Okay. Uh, just one more thing. My, my day job is banking. So I, I'm a banker during the day. That's, that's what, that's what keeps the lights on. But I do have a passion. <laughs> I have a passion for writing and I also have a passion for reviewing books. Uh, I really love to read. I love to read. Um, leaders are readers and I really have a passion for doing that, especially when it's people that I know. Mm -hmm. I really enjoy spending time um, reading through their books and just giving accolades as to how great their stories are. So that's a little bit about me. 
Awesome. Awesome. So tell me about how you connected with Dr. Carolyn Stephan. Yeah. So Dr. Carolyn um, actually is working with Boss Lady Press, who is our publisher for the I Am a Black Woman book. And um, Boss Lady Press, Darshel McAlpine, is my sister-in-law. And she helped out tremendously with the launch of um, my husband's book. That's that's his sister. And his book is called Rambology. So we launched that book in March this year. And she was just instrumental in everything, Um, putting all the pieces in play, the, you know, putting the photos in play, the organization of the book, the book launch, all those pieces. And uh, she has launched other books as well, including her own personal book, Leaving with My Marbles, and as well as The Skin I Am In by Carol Phelps. So that's one piece or one way that I got connected is, uh, you know, being part of the family. Sometimes that helps a little bit. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it makes a big difference. Now, this Mm -hmm. particular project that you're doing, um, the book is entitled I Am a Black Woman. How did you or what actually made you decide to be involved in this particular project? Yeah, that's a good question, uh, Lady Althea. The my participation was because I did have a story to tell. And when I heard about the book, at first I was thinking my story isn't as powerful as some of the presentations or the themes of stories I was hearing. A lot of my co-authors have endured some traumatic experiences, including um, rape, including domestic violence, uh, sexual abuse just the whole gamut of of abuse that you can think of. And so with my story, I I struggled because I just thought mine just didn't seem as impactful as theirs was. But when I really started to think about, no, wait, you have a story that may appeal to women in in another aspect. uh, And that is more in the emotional abuse, I'm sorry, emotional Mm -hmm. abuse. So, you know, words can hurt and can stick with you and be as impactful sometimes as the hits to the face or the slaps to the face. And sometimes they stick with you even, even longer Mm -hmm. because you're dealing with that. And the impact is also similar in how you relate to your next relationship. Are you as open or are you more guarded? Are you more defensive now because you've been through something in that prior relationship? So I really had to stop thinking, oh, you know, this is not as significant and think more broadly and say, well, we have people throughout the world who are coping or trying to deal with something that they are minimizing and they say, oh, it's okay, or it's not that bad, or I shouldn't be worried about it because he didn't hit me. Mm -hmm. Well, if it's really impacting your well-being, if it's really impacting your spirituality, if it's impacting you on a daily basis, if you're not genuinely happy and it's impacting your self-esteem, then you have to ask, is this the right relationship for me? And so that's what gave me more of the inspiration and motivation to go ahead and put the pen to paper. Mm -hmm. And like you said, everyone's story, although it may be different, um, there is someone that can definitely relate to emotional abuse. Uh, Words do hurt. That's right. 
telling you on a consistent basis that you're never going to be anything, that you're never going to find anyone like me and blah, 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 and all of that kind of stuff that sticks with you. And that affects you in your, in your daily life and daily walk and daily relationships with other people. I know that there are some individuals that go through depression and, and even some form of anxiety because they're, they're constantly on guard. Well, did I do the right thing? Did I say the right thing? Are they going to call me uh, really stupid? Oh, I'm, I'm, and mm. then you start finding yourself damaging your own self yes. emotionally because you're, you believe the words that someone else has spoken into your life. So your story is just as important as all the other co-authors that are involved in this project. And even more so because the words can damage that person for the rest of their lives and keep them from fulfilling their purpose. That's right. That's right. Because you don't necessarily see the scars. You might think, you know, uh, all is okay. Right. Um, but I think for, for me, you know, I even noticed it in my, in my workspace, you, you don't have as much confidence in yourself or your performance because of that individual that you love so much and that you're investing so much into doesn't reciprocate Mm -hmm. or doesn't display that in turn you just start believing that you're not good enough in in every area of your life and so that 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 is what really you know made me come to say i need to go ahead and, and get these words out because it really can be impactful to other individuals yeah, definitely. So in addition to you debuting uh, your writing skills in the book of I Am a Black Woman, you are also involved in the community. So tell me a little bit about that. Oh, yeah. So that, that's a passion of mine. Um, one, of, one of the benefits of being in a corporation is you do get to spend their money. So recently I was able to <laughs> spend their money on a drive for um, a school supplies and uh, one of the elementary schools here, Lake Elementary, Lake Forest Elementary School, we were able to, um, you know, raise a lot of funds for supplies and get donations for supplies and help out with that. But it's not just that. It is what it is we're doing for the community individually, Um, whether it's anti-bullying campaign. We recently marched in an anti-bully march in uh, Conyers, Georgia, and uh, really the impact that that bullying has on children. It has impact to adults as well, on adults Mm -hmm. as well. But how is it we can actually address it and do more. Um, and, and I was reading a book uh, by a, a colleague of mine, and it was basically, she was basically saying that, you know, it's not just about those that are being bullied. There are issues with the bully as well. And how do you get to the crux of that? How do you deal with the bully head on? So, so that's one aspect. The one, the area that I'm so passionate about, though, is um, buying Black, supporting Black. Mm-hmm. And I believe that wherever we can buy black, we should do so. And I don't think that it is always convenient. I don't think that it's always inexpensive to do so, but I think we need to look for those opportunities. And I think we need to be conscious when it comes to buying black. Uh, When I was in New Orleans not too long ago, I was 
thinking, my husband and I both were thinking, hey, we're going to go to this space where there are a number of Black-owned restaurants, Black-owned facilities, and, you know, give our dollars to mm-hmm. our people. And he, he's more vocal than I am. He'll go in and he'll say, is this Black-owned? And people <laughs> <laughs> say, uh, not quite. Um, and we're like, well, where can we find restaurants that are Black-owned? They cook our food mm-hmm. uh, they prepare our foods and it tastes like ours but it's not our facilities so they mm. pretty much you know have taken over our restaurants and I'm not knocking other races I'm not knocking other cultures I'm just saying that for me I think it's supportive and valuable of our community when we look for ways intentionally and consciously to support. So we were able to find a, a street that was 30 minutes, a, a Uber drive away, 30 minutes away called Bayou, Bayou Road, I think it is. And it had a street of black owned shops. Mm-hmm. Now there weren't many left. There was like a bookstore, cigar shop, a cupcake shop and a um, Jamaican restaurant. But wow. they were all black owned and they did say, you know, we're not sure how long we're going to be here. Um, but my my drive is really to instead of just buying what it is we're used to, what we see on the shelves, can we take a second to say, hey, my sister is selling um, body cream. Why why won't, why won't I buy from her instead mm-hmm. of Bed Bath and Body Works? Or, mm-hmm. you know, there's a book that a a co a friend of mine has put out, you know, maybe I should buy her book instead of someone else's and try to support her. We are so quick to spend money on, you know, hair, um, mm-hmm. drinks, whatever it is frivolously, just because that's what we do versus thinking, how can I put the dollar back into my community? So I am very passionate about that and look for ways to do that all the time um, okay. and really like to promote that. There's something that I do um, typically every Friday where I say it's by Black Friday. Here's who I bought from this Friday at a minimum, like at a minimum, can we please try to do it mm-hmm. Friday or one day a week to think, well, how can I support um, someone, you know, of my ethnicity yeah. Um, because other communities do the same. Mm-hmm. And why do you think it is that there's such a lack of uh, support among our um, Black businesses? So I think uh, one reason, and I, I hate to say this, but I've heard it communicated to me multiple times. I mm-hmm. really hate this, but that sometimes we are nervous or worried about someone coming up or doing better than we are which to me is ridiculous because mm-hmm. as, as my sister-in-law at our show always says, we all can eat. There's enough out here for all of us to eat. Right. So, you know, why do we think that way? The, the, I, and the reason I say that is I've heard people say that they want to mask who they are sometimes when they are promoting their product. They don't want to say, hey, I'm your friend promoting um, you know, nail polishes over here or promoting perfumes over here mm-hmm. because they believe that we will not buy from someone that we actually know. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing. I do believe also we have to do better in terms of how we 
um, customer service, how we present our products, being professional in what it is we do. So sometimes we get lax and, and sometimes we don't know really that that customer experience is important. Mm -hmm. And so we don't value those relationships. And as a seller or as a vendor, we don't try to do all we can to maintain that relationship with our customers. And then the other reason is we think it costs too much and we think we should get the sister, brother, family deal. You know, Mm -hmm. you're doing my hair or you're selling me some hair from your place don't give it to me for $50, give it to me for 25 because I can get it down the street for 25 Well, the reason they can get it for 25 is because they can purchase it in bundles or right. they have family over in other countries that can ship it to them in bulk. Mm-hmm. We don't necessarily have those opportunities. And so it's not that we don't have the dollars, as you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> we have trillions of dollars in the African-American community. We're the ones with the purchasing power. It is just that we're not being conscious um, when it comes to doing so. Right. And when we're, you know, we're choosing to go um, in a a different avenue, if that same in the African community, there is African-American community, there's one particular product that you use all the time they'll go outside of that and go to someone else because of what That's right. it, it makes no sense. Um, and and mm-hmm. I totally agree when it comes to the quality and the, the presentation of, of the products makes a major difference. And so mm-hmm. you, can't, you can't skim on, on excellence because we, right. we're supposed to be striving for excellence. And, and, and so if you're just presenting things halfway then what right. do you expect? why do you expect people to buy your products if you're just going to give yes. them just, just enough? Yes. That's not what we're yes. about at all. That's not what we should be about. Even, you know, when, and, and, and I've seen it too, we'll go in certain restaurants or whatnot, and you're like, man, they really just don't even care about their business. Do they even care about us returning, you know, we're, we're their people. Um, but, you know, we have to be conscious as sellers if we want uh, our individuals, our people and others to continue to buy from us. So, yeah. so yeah, I know there's some work that we need to do on our end as well. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And, and the, the continued support of each other. That's, that's been one of the main topics that I've um, had a discussion with um, some of the other mm-hmm. uh, queens that I've interviewed is that the lack of support, especially when it comes between um, myself and, and another queen. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm all about networking. I'm all about sharing. Um, one of the phrases that my, my kids gave me was sharing is caring. And so mm-hmm. we should want to not only just support our, our family and friends that are doing business, but definitely support our sisters, sisters right. in Christ. If you don't even support your own sister in Christ, there is definitely a problem. <laughs> I mean, right. come on now, people. Right, right. No, there I should be you. a desire to want to share as much information as you possibly can with individuals about your sister who's who is doing doing the thing. <laughs> and so yeah, yeah. It, it should it should there. be it should be natural. Um, I I I think 
I really thank God for the beautiful mother that, that, that birthed me that I have. She taught me how to be a free spirit, a giving spirit, how to be supportive of under other individuals. And growing up, I didn't have uh, a lot of um, challenges as, as some may have had. But when I think about some of the stories of my co-authors, mm-hmm. I can see why we as African-American women are not as trusting. It it is so transparent to me because for those individuals that you thought should have believed in you, for those individuals that should have protected you, your mother, your Mm -hmm. father, your brothers, your uncles, your significant other, when they did not protect you the way that you needed to be protected when you were a teenager or less than a teenager, how is it you are going to be trusting of others, let alone a female that you barely know? And so I'm very, um, I can't say empathetic because I wasn't in that space, but sympathetic to what it was they had to endure and why um, we're on guard. They're on guard and, and, and really defensive because when that trust should have been there, when that protection should have been there, it was not there. Right. And so I think the bigger question is how do you cope or how do you get through that? And I think you'll see that in some of the stories, um, you know, what it was it took and a lot of it was just bare bones, strength and, 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 and trust in God and prayer and in some cases physical stamina mm-hmm. to get through it and rise above some of the challenges and over time start to develop uh, trust again, start yeah. to develop belief in, in other individuals. So, um, so yeah, when you read it, I think you're really going to be like, oh man, like I, I can see why. Yeah. Why we're broken. Why we're broken in so many ways. Yeah. Yeah. So as we get closer to the debut, the debut of the book is scheduled to launch on August the 17th. 17th. Yep. We are on countdown for real, you guys. So (laughs) as as we get closer to that, that debut, what are you expecting to happen once this book gets out there? Wow. So, oh my goodness. I think that I want people to actually open it and read it. I do not want people to just take it and use it as, you know, something that they they put on their coffee stand. Don't get me wrong. I am appreciative of anyone who buys the book, whether they open it or not. But Mm -hmm. if you crack open the book and just flip to the first, whatever page it opens to, and read a couple of pages, I think you will be um, really engaged and captivated and want to go to the next page and the next page and see the next sister story and see, hmm, how does this relate to me? How did she cope with it? How does she deal with it? That's what I'm hoping that the book will do, that it will at least at a minimum, for those that read it and open it, touch the lives so that a sister it doesn't even have to be a sister. I don't care what race you are. Any female, maybe even males can say, this has impacted me. This has touched me. I know I'm not the only one. Right. And now I know I can do something about it. She survived it. She's walking. She's living to talk about it. I can do the same thing. 
and and here's what I'm going to do. So that's what I want to get out of it is um, impact. Yes. Impact. Um, you know, I, I would I would like to see movement from it. Um, but if nothing else, something where it's impacting the souls of individuals where they say that, that really touched me. Yeah. Uh, and whether it's my story or other, my co-author story, that's what I want to hear from mm-hmm. it. And I, and I really, I, I totally agree that there is going to be major impact um, after reading this book. And I, and I believe even more of a clear understanding of who we are as Black mm-hmm. women. Yeah. And, and I want men, men, women, uh, uh, of all races to read this book because there is someone that will be impacted by this book, whether you've experienced any of the situations in the book um, from those co-authors or not, um, something in this book is going to make yes. a major difference in the reader's lives for sure. That is true. That yeah. is true. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I am excited about the, the launch. It is, uh, you know, we have, we have a lot of things that we want to bring to you, but we only have a few hours to do it. But I, I think that um, being all in the same place and being with our families in France and sharing it, this will be our first time kind of seeing the book in its entirety. So when you see it, it's pretty much when we will see it. And uh, it will be exciting to just kind of have that uh, reveal, if you will, on August 17th. So I'm really looking forward to that. August 17th um, at 1 o'clock p.m. Yes. Uh, yes. At the North DeKalb Mall here in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. Okay. So in addition to this uh, debut, of, are you working on any other projects at this time or any other events? Yeah. So um, one of my passions is is book reviews. So I really do enjoy um, reading books from other colleagues. I met several individuals during my husband's book launch in Houston in March. And as I mentioned, I love supporting us. I love supporting our community. So I try to buy as many books as I can from co-authors that I am familiar with that I know. Um, I probably have eight books right now from co not co-authors, colleagues that I know that have published a book and I like to support uh, that I need to get through and read. So that is on my agenda right now is to get through these books and provide a testimonial of some sort, a review of some sort that lets you know what it is you are going to be reading. And uh, what that does for me is it draws me closer to my people. When I read your book, I have a part of you. I have, you have touched me with your story. Uh, one individual, uh, Jim Quick, he, he's an individual who had challenges with his brain and had injuries to his brain. And he basically said, you know, if you look in a book and you get 350 pages of a book, you can get decades of a person's life just in those 350 pages of a book. And that's how I look at it when I'm getting through a book. I get to know you. I get to know your story. And that just helps me feel that much closer. And that level of intimacy uh, is there. Um, And so that is my goal is to continue to promote other authors through those testimonials. I do want to expand to doing it more on a professional level. Um, I've done a couple 
of books, you know, that are more on the, at the level of Amazon and, and rising. Um, and so that is my goal is to be a book reviewer, a formal book reviewer, um, providing input. I also want to do my own book. Um, okay. And I think I'm thinking more of a kid's book. And uh, I'm not going to say too much on it, but I have a couple of ideas of, of how I want that to look. So that's looking like that might be another project for me to, okay. to promote in the near future. Yeah. That'll work. That'll work. I can see. Yeah. yeah you want to roll down too. <laughs> yes. Yes. Keep rolling with it. Just keep rolling with it. So Lisa, how can people get in contact with you or reach you on social media? Oh, sure. So um, to reach me on Facebook, it is Lisa T. McAlpine. Um, and then for Instagram, I am in Instagram as Leva, L-E-V-A, V as in victory, A underscore styles, like style and beauty, styles with an S. Uh, that's Instagram. And then to purchase the I Am a Black Woman book, to pre-order that book, you can go to www.bricksinvestments.com group.com that's bricks b-r-i-x investments with an s group.com and there you will see not only the book but you can get tickets to the event um, which includes a copy of the book and uh, if you're interested my husband's book Ramology is also on that site Uh, it's a book of 52 poems and uh, black art and inspirational quotes as well Um, and Let's see what else. I'll always um, have just different um, postings in terms of book reviews that you'll see on on my Instagram page as well as my book reviewer page, which is also Love of Styles if you go to Facebook as well. So a number number of ways to get in touch with me. Awesome. Okay. So on your bio, you mentioned that you have a favorite quote and it reads, if you always wait until you feel like doing things, you will never get them done. <laughs> what does that quote That is true. That is so true. There are so many days when I don't feel like doing, um, going above and beyond. Like, you know, if you work a regular job, a full-time job, you know, it, it can take the life out of you, the mental yeah. energy it takes. And and it's just like, sometimes you're like, I just want to shut my computer down and just shut everything off. But if you just keep doing that, then you're not advancing yourself. You're not advancing uh, your legacy. And so it's interesting. One of my colleagues, Dr. LaShonda Jackson-Dean, uh, she was on yesterday talking about legacy. Mm-hmm. And she got, I felt like I, was, I said, you read us yesterday, sis, because she said, if you, after you work your full-time job, that's fine. You can do that, but you cannot go home and go to sleep. You have to work on yourself or you have to work on your own business company or project. And that really prior to, I would say about two years ago, that's not something that really resonated with me. I was corporate to the bone. That's how I was raised was working, you know, for, another, you know, employer, you know, their 401k and all that. So I never really thought about my own business or having something that's my own. The value of it to me is, yes, you can still do that company job if if that's what you want to do, but always have something else 
to hold you down or rely upon or something that makes you happy. When I am reading, when I do the book reviews, I enjoy it. Like, Mm -hmm. I really, really enjoy it. It makes me feel whole. Um, And so what they say is when you're doing something that you love, that's really what you want to focus on in terms of making money. That's what you want your driver to be is something that you enjoy doing. And so um, if you just wait until you feel like doing all these things, it might not ever get done. You have to actually carve out time, whether it's late at night or early in the morning to drive through and get these other things done um, in order to, to keep seeing that growth and that progression in your world. And yeah, that's a good way. That's a good way to end the show today. And um, yeah, everyone definitely keep that in mind. You will never get anything done if you keep just procrastinating. Don't procrastinate it. Just do it. Right. Like Mikey and just do it. Just go ahead. <laughs> you know, I like that. You never know yeah. what's going to happen when if you keep keep being persistent. That's right. Pushing it off. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you have to stick with it. Definitely. Well, Lisa, it has been a pleasure and honor to talk to you today on Monday Morning Motivation. Thank you so much for being on the show today. And I am, uh, as always, I am certainly looking forward to reading your story as well as all of the other co-authors in the I Am a Black Woman book. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very gracious. Thank you for having me. You are so welcome. This is Althea with Wove Inspiration's Monday Morning Motivation. You guys have an awesome day. God bless. I want to say that this is about more than a book. It's about the celebration of life. It's, yes. about, it's about the celebration of freedom. It's about embracing yourself as a black woman and not being ashamed to be called a black woman and embracing the beauty and the significance and the uniqueness of our culture. It doesn't mean that we don't embrace and love other cultures we do, but we love ourselves just as much and I believe that we want women from other cultures to read this book we want you to understand what it's like for a black woman to be a black woman what it's like for a black woman to navigate in a in a system that is ruled by white supremacy and white privilege and what that what that feels like for us so that we can have a level of cohesiveness between our European and Hispanic and Asian sisters we want this book to liberate you that when you read it you find your story in one of those co-author stories and no longer live with the shame of that but know that God has the power to rise you up from that that you can overcome that obstacle you can overcome that challenge and live a life of freedom and liberty that we want all women to know that our story is your story our voice is your voice no matter whether you're the sister who's the CEO or the executive or you're just the sister who's out here every day trying to take care of your kids and maybe you're on minimum wage I am you and you are me and we don't need to keep fighting each other but we need to embrace each other and we need to love each other because at the end of the day we're all black women and we all need each other To purchase your copy today, go to www.iamablackwoman.com.
www.thepurposeofthe.net. Thank you so much for taking time out to listen to Wove Inspiration. If you'd like to follow us, we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at W-O-V-E Inspiration. If you want to leave a comment or question, or if you're interested in being a guest on the show, email us at W-O-V-E Inspiration at gmail.com. This is Althea Richardson. I hope everyone has an awesome day and keep moving forward.